Welcome to the Department 12 podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Butina, and in case you haven't noticed, IO psychology is pretty weird. By that I mean most of our research is conducted with samples of Western, educated, industrialized, rich, and democratic societies. Weird. Specifically, North America and Western Europe. Over the past 100 years or so, we've built up an impressive body of evidence about workplace behavior. But how confident can we be that our evidence generalizes to workplaces around the world? To gain some insight on that question, I asked our friend Sharif to talk a little bit about the Egyptian workplace. In case you didn't catch the last episode, here's Sharif's introduction. My name is Sharif Al-Qalawi. I'm a fourth year PhD student at Florida Tech in the I.O. program. And I have recently passed my comps, so now I'm officially a PhD candidate and I live in Melbourne, Florida. Sharif was born in Egypt and has spent most of his working life there before coming to the U.S. on a Fulbright scholarship, so he's in a good place to talk about the differences between work cultures in the U.S. and Egypt. There is a big cultural difference between the Egyptian workforce and U.S. workforce. So one of the differences is that we have a more collectivistic uh, orientation kind of culture, and we are more thinking about others and how do, how do they think when we do any action or take any decisions. And this is in contrast to the individualistic type of culture that we usually have in the U.S. So that affects a lot of decisions and a lot of uh, the practices that companies uh, implement, whether to compensate people, whether to uh, like reward them, or sometimes to uh, make them learn about a new topic. So we usually focus on group-based interventions. So that makes us uh, maybe think of how can we make something that rewards the majority of people, or how can we take decisions that affects larger number of people, uh, even if this was at the cost of personal uh, advantage sometimes. So this can be a double-edged weapon because sometimes you might accept to not talk about an issue that you are having with your supervisor, for example, because you perceive them to be of a high authority and you wouldn't really want to uh, like um, go beyond them or tell their superiors about what is really happening. This kind of hierarchy style is very clear in Egypt, but here it can be really easy to talk to superiors and to have an, uh, an open door policy, which is kind of different in terms of the dynamics and the workplace and what you can expect from employees in terms of uh, initiatives and risk taking and creativity. Most of the time, this can be within the team and can be represented by the supervisor in the Egyptian culture, but here it's more about everyone is uh, living in a some kind of an egalitarian workplace where you, where everyone can have his, his or her own input. So these are all some kinds of differences that can happen within the mind of any employee that makes them take different types of decisions and can make their relationship with their company different in terms of loyalty and working at the company for so many years, like 20 years or more, for example. But in the US, you usually uh, like to think about how each employee would like to think in that situation. And that is a major difference in terms of planning and designing 
practices for HR or for IO psychology um, for employees because you tend to think more about the individualistic part of it. I think this is the major part of the difference between both cultures uh, when you are thinking about the workplace. So Western culture tends to be more individualistic. So naturally, our workplaces reflect this orientation and our research follows suit. Topics like group versus individual level interventions, compensation, incentives, motivation. It seems reasonable to suspect that some of what we know about the workplace behavior in our weird workplaces might not apply elsewhere. Consider our theories around leadership, for example, as Sharif talks about management practices in Egypt. And the other thing is that we have some kind of paternalistic leadership uh, in Egypt in which you feel that your boss is not only your boss. He can be your friend and he can be kind of, let's say, your father, who not only supervises your work activities, but who can also support you in your personal life. And he can give you or she can give you like personal advice and maybe attend your personal events with you. So this kind of personal life uh, involvement in addition to the uh, work-related supervision is also another distinction through this kind of paternalistic uh, leadership. Another way that national culture influences work culture is our attitude about time. I recently read a study, for example, on the negative effects of being late for meetings. Being five minutes late for a meeting in the U.S. or Germany, for example, can create resentment from colleagues. But is the same true in Egypt? And uh, another uh, distinction, I think, is the way that um, we think about time. So most of Egyptians uh, view time in a more flexible way than the U.S. I think that uh, when we usually have some kind of appointment or meeting time in Egypt, a lot of the people think that this is the time of the gathering itself and not really the time where the meeting should start. So usually we would have meetings that is uh, that should start at 5, but it takes us some time to start the meeting. It could start at 5.30 or at a different time when everyone is ready to start the meeting. And this was one of the major cultural differences that I found here when I came to the US because at one time I was um, late to a lecture, I think by around five minutes or something like that in the beginning and I thought that okay, it's only five minutes, I think I will be arriving before everyone else and I found that the lecture has already started and everyone was uh, ready and we were already uh, discussing a specific topic into the lecture so that was some kind of a shock to me when it comes to the difference between how we perceive time and different other factors uh, in the Egyptian culture and the U.S. culture. Aside from time orientation, there are also profound differences in the way we communicate. And I don't just mean the differences in language. It's the indirect way of speech. Usually in Egypt, uh, we have some kind of indirect communication which is we don't like to get to the point directly. We want to provide some kind of introduction to you and to try to ease our way into this point and provide you with like additional uh, context before we tell you what you need to do. This was totally different here in the US. 
where we have more of a direct kind of communication. You directly say what you want or what you feel or what you think of others most of the time. So this was a major difference between this uh, indirect communication attitude. Also, I think one of the major things um, that I've noticed is some kind of uh, like business development mindset that is extending to other countries here. And most of the times the employees or the founders or the owners here in the US exchange ideas with people from other nationalities so they can think about how can we extend it to other countries and what would others think of our service. So you try to accommodate the business culture to be uh, working with as many cultures cultures as possible or with other organizations from around the world. But in Egypt, maybe we are more focused about the local workforce or how can we uh, extend our relations to the Middle East, but not so much in terms of cooperation with other countries since we don't have a lot of nationalities uh, working in, in Egypt, like we have in here in New York or California, for example. So that kind of mindset was also different between the two countries. Research from across psychology subdisciplines suggests that weird samples are meaningfully different from the rest of the world in basic things like visual perception, spatial reasoning, and even the heritability of IQ. So when it comes to even more specific topics like workplace behavior, I think it pays to be skeptical about the generalizability of our evidence base to other cultures. As work psychology gains traction globally, we may find systemic solutions to this problem. In the meantime, there just aren't any shortcuts. You have to think critically about every research finding you hope to apply and the specific culture you're working in. Learning about other cultures is crucial, and I hope we can do more of it on this show. More from Sharif in our next episode. Talk to you then.